Ladies and gentlemen, live from Manchester, your hosts Josh Sandy and James Herdman present the final cut. Hello's gone and heaven's here, there's nothing left for you to fear. It's the final cut back again with Josh Sandy and James Herdman. Well, well I really studio. can't believe you you came out of that intro, Josh. I'm, I'm quite impressed by that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a new one, I haven't heard it before. Are these new mics? I'm not entirely sure, actually, to be fair. It feels it, it's, it's, it's loud as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I think the level's looking alright, though. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, decent. We, it's we, decent. I think we normally use the orange one, but we're using the yellow and the blue one today. Like I'm shouting in my ear. Right. So, so how was your week off the final cut? Oh, it was amazing. I went up to Durham, which is just like the poshest place you've ever been in the world. It's <laughs> insane. It's like a bunch of Geordie people in one end of the town, and then just like a bunch of people from... Where are you from, Josh? Uh, Cornwall. Like, not there. More like more like Oxford, London sort of end. Oh, yeah, because then they say <coughs> like Durham and St Andrews just feels like Ox- <coughs> Oxford and Cambridge rejects. All right, it? all right. You know, you know you think... It's full of Oxford and Cambridge rejects. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Did you go there for the uni then, or just for? Just uh, no, no. I, w- I was playing poker for the weekend. I oh, was right. playing poker in Newcastle, and I was like, "Who do I know in Newcastle?" And I was like, "Damn, that's near enough, isn't it?" It's only one train stop, actually, but it's not like it's some Oxford and Cambridge rejects. It is all. Every single person I met <laughs> had applied to Oxford or Cambridge. Yeah, that's not like an exaggeration. I mean, at literally a hundred percent. It yeah. was just the strangest thing. So what have you been watching this week, James? What have I been watching? I have not been watching enough. I went to see Suspiria, which is quite an intriguing film, but I want to I save that till next week when you've seen it. Yeah, because I've got to go and see that next week, because I already booked in to go and see something this week, because I was writing a review for it for The Mancunian. And hopefully in this Friday edition of The Mancunian, there should be my review from a short film I watched oh, at oh. the uh, uh, Manchester Animation Festival last week. So oh. took another trip to home. Dude, oh, we do love home cinema on here. Have we got that sponsorship off of me? Uh, no, I don't think so. I haven't no, heard it's about coming, that one. It's coming. No, no, I think I will talk about that very briefly. It was called, what was it called, the film I saw? Oh, it, yeah, so it's the Manchester Animation Festival. So it was sort of a whole thing with such short animated films. Oh, right. And it was on, like, I think it was on for the entire weekend. But I only went to go and see one thing. I saw it, it was called This Magnificent Cake. And it was like a Belgian thing about um, colonialism in the 19, late 19th century. How weird. How it was strange. so weird. It was like the whole thing was like animated and it was done with like um, sort of puppets. Oh. And it was just it was just utterly bizarre. Was it like a short animated film or was it feature length? Well, it was, sort of, it was halfway between. It was 45 minutes. Ah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, I know. It was, it was just, it was just like, it was like, it was an anthology of five different stories, but it was just utterly, but like, even, <laughs> even so I saw it, I was it was two weeks ago. I saw it on what's that? Two weeks ago on this Tuesday. Still no idea what happened. I, lo- I love a film like that when you come out with absolutely no, not a clue what is going on. <laughs> no, but I think that's enough on that. If you do want to read it, it's on their website right now, or it should be hopefully in the print this week. Have you been doing much writing recently, Josh? Uh, not a lot. I'm thinking about doing some more writing, which might get on to why I'm doing some writing. But <laughs> we'll get onto that later. But it's up to do with the Lion King. But we'll we'll, we'll, we'll cover oh, the Lion King. Yes, we need we to talk about. We, we need to talk about the Lion King. Yeah. Well, the new tra- the trailer came out. Obviously, the teaser trailer for the live action one. And I just very good I've, I've, see, I've seen the trailer playing it might be the trailer or it might be the first scene but playing alongside the original one. Oh, it's like shot for shot isn't it yeah yeah it's so strange who, who have they got doing the same voices I heard it was a couple uh, it's of James L. Jones who did Miss Fassman the first one yeah very nice very nice yeah I've, I've seen people banging on about it what, what do you think it'll be like oh, I think it'll be really good that's, that's my point my article is going to be if, they, if someone lets me publish this I don't know if they will because it's a weird t- title and article <laughs> but I think that it's going to be the highest grossing film of all time <laughs> what? <laughs> I genuinely believe that this, the new Lion King, is going to become the highest-grossing film of all time. What, 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 how, like, have you, how have you got to this conclusion? Well, the original Lion King was the second highest-grossing film of all time at that time. Well, that was it. Was second to Jurassic <laughs> Park, which was ninety-three, so this was ninety-five. Second highest-grossing film of all time. The new Jungle Book was 
at one point, and that was like the 30th highest grossing film of all time. Cause, and Beauty and the Beast is the 10th or 11th highest grossing film of all time. We, we all know one of the Avatars is going to overtake it. Oh, I know it will, but, I think, <laughs> but the Avatar's not coming out until 2020. How, how much will it have to make to... Uh, it's like 2.2 billion. Ah, you know, just 2.2 billion. What, 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 what's the budget on it? Uh, probably enormous. Well, yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. That's the sort of thing because obviously the whole thing's CGI, which is quite funny because obviously the whole thing at the moment is the live a- the live action. You can't see. Well, actually, <laughs> I'm really doing this on the radio, so you can't see that I'm doing inverted commas. But it's the live action. But whereas, because the Jungle Book was actually live action because it did have Mowgli was played by a real person. Oh yeah. Whereas course. this one, people are saying oh, it's the live action Disney make it. Well, it isn't because it's still. CGI, so it's still animated. Yeah, it is strange. It is strange when they use terms yeah, like that. Yeah, but it's being done by John Favreau, who did obviously the Jungle Book really well. Yeah, He's and Chef. Chef, yeah, it's a good <laughs> film, and uh, the first two Iron Man as well. Yeah, what what guy? What what versatile guy? Yeah, I think it's just I don't know. I just think that given the, the nostalgia factor, given the fact it's Disney, I think I just think it will. I always find that so impressive when you get when you get one guy that just seems to do everything. He acts as well, doesn't he, John Favreau? Yeah, he's in the two. We sort of bit, sort of bit part in the two in the no three Iron Man films. In the end of the last one, you know, I bet he can sing as well. Never heard him sing. Never heard him sing. I, I, I bet he's got a good shot at it. <laughs> just one of those versatile, amazingly multi-talented guys. <laughs> Unlike me, I can't, I can't do much. No, I have absolutely no talents at all either, <laughs> apart from doing this, which we're probably not very good at. Can you not play any instruments? I can play a bit of guitar. A bit of guitar, like self-taught. Yeah, like I watched videos on the internet like, <laughs> like you know how they say like you can play pretty much every modern song with about three different chords yeah like do they that. do it in like the four chord song yeah yeah that, yeah that yeah. one yeah i can do most any of those songs because i know the, f- the four chords <laughs> did you never want to like learn any when you were a kid i learned i just think the thing about me is that i did a lot of um instruments for very short periods of time like uh, when i was about in year probably <laughs> year three or four i did the trumpet <laughs> the trumpet. Well, what do you weird. play? The trumpet. Well, yeah, because <laughs> where, where I'm from Cornwall, they did a sort of a scheme where they'd give you like free trumpets and brass they just, instruments. They're just launching these brass instruments. At you. Like, take them. Yeah. Take them off our hands. No one wants them. And then you had to do sort of, then you played it for a bit, but then they took it back in the end and I never bothered buying my own. Yeah, I, I remember but, when, when I was a kid, they, they had some scheme about string instruments and... I just remember this woman coming into my school and just playing a bit of ABBA on cello. But I'll give a, I'll give a and shout. And everyone was like, ooh. <laughs> I'll give a shout out to Mrs. Carter, my brass teacher. Yeah, I actually I actually went to a, somehow I managed it. It was like a, it, they called it a performing arts college. Like it was just a garbage high school that they'd like got a bit of extra funding. They had a recording studio. I was so impressed by that as a kid. They had a recording studio and me and the... I'm not going to say the cool kids. Me and the least cool kids would hang out there with the the guy who ran the recording studio, and he'd always have a random assistant in from the uni for like a week, and it it, it was literally like this. It was just six of us rammed in there every break time. Yeah, it was great. It's weird. Yeah, no, and I did a bit of um, did a bit of drums at one point for like two for like two months, and then the teacher we had at the school because they had like music teachers who came in, yeah. like proper ones who would teach you. Sort of a sort of a bit of a lesser rate than you have to pay if you got it <laughs> private at home. Did you ever do the group lessons where it's yeah, like did, two uh, of you and you, we'll you're get, watching the other guy? We'll get onto that in a minute. Uh, that was that one. But the drum teacher was an absolute word I can't use on the internet. He was oh, one, one of the most unlikable men that I've ever met. You know, you know how we can't like swear before nine o'clock. Yes. Are there any shows that show after nine o'clock? I think there are. Yeah, it goes on till eleven. Do I people think. just just sit there just swearing? Well, I think it's more about playing music. The whole show. Oh, right. Oh, and then right. yeah, I did play the guitar. I played the electric guitar properly with the lessons and I did it with a couple other people where I gave oh, up on right. that yeah. and then like 
towards the end when I was at college, I think I bought like a 30 quid guitar, acoustic guitar <laughs> off Amazon at like two o'clock in the morning once because I thought I'd learn to play this and I can play a bit of stuff. I remember a lot of my mates went to this one specific music school. It was like Ricky's School of Rock. <laughs> and that, everyone, sounds, that sounds like a front yeah, for something. Everyone would just learn everything, you know, a bit of drums, a bit of guitar and just be generally average at the lot. Can you play any instruments? I can play drums to a decent oh, standard. Nice. Like I, I must have played for like four or five years. Yeah. And I, it's still like, it must be like top of my CV of skills. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't played since like high school, but straight in there, it's like, yeah, I play drums in a, in a bit of a band or whatever. Obviously I'm not, but... Are you actually in a band? No, I, I was back in the day, but... What was it called? I can't even remember. It was, you'd just have like little ones with your mates where you'd manage to get oh, a few songs and then some... So some mates would actually go into decent things like were they self-written songs or just covers? No, you just you do a few covers in, in, in the break at, at high school, and some would be like, "Oh, we should we should keep doing this," and everyone would just drop out and be lazy. <laughs> what, what what you could do? You could do your own Brian Adams one, something summer of '69, like yeah. summer of twenty. 20- 15 or whatever. The, the whitest possible songs going. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song, though. Yeah, it ain't bad, it ain't bad. You strike me as the type to like it. I just like Brian Adams. I think I've, a couple of years ago I watched, like, he did a thing on the um, on New Year's Eve. Mm. So I played all his songs. He has a surprising, num- surprising number of bangers. Yeah, a lot, a lot of these guys from, from the past happen to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what else have you been watching this week that isn't Suspiria? What, what have I been watching? I, watch, I really, I really have not been getting out enough. I would love to say I've been bogged down with uni work, but I just haven't. I've just been so lazy on the film scene. A lot of my mates went to see Fantastic Beasts last night. Yeah, I need to see that at some I, point. I missed on it All because right. I heard it was meant to be bad, and then they went to see it. I heard from them it was also quite bad. I don't know if it... I, I've <clears> read mixed reviews about it, but I suppose... How have you read mixed? I've only read negative. Well, I suppose because I, I read things that are from people, look, sort of stuff on Twitter that are probably written by people who actually really love Harry Potter, who probably don't <laughs> want to say this film is really bad. <coughs> That was quite a good tweet you sent me earlier of the, the was it Brian May talking yeah, about was yesterday. I said yeah, it yeah, talk, talk about Rami Malek trying to claim he could get an Oscar. Yeah, sort of. So I was explaining to people who haven't seen the tweet. I think it, this Lad Bible tweeted it. So we'll get to Lad Bible. So I want to have a round. Lad another, Bible. I know. Just, you know. I know a guy who works for Lad Bible. We're not going to like what I'm going to say in a minute. But um, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yeah, so uh, Brian Adams said in, in it. Brian, Brian May. Brian May, the obviously dr- the famously the guitarist from Queen, said in an interview that uh, Rami Malek, who plays Freddie Mercury in the Queen biopic *Bohemian Rhapsody*, deserves an Oscar for his performance. Which are brave words from a man who has a financial and sort of every kind of vested <laughs> interest in the film. So, I, don't, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but do you get money for Oscars? I don't know. Is there I, any sort of financial? I'm not reward? sure if you have financial. Reward. I mean, you get the Oscars goodie bag, which they always go on about. Oh, th- you know there were Rolexes in it one year. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the it's, amount of money they spent. It's wild. It's absolutely <laughs> mental. I'll look one up in a minute actually to say. Yeah. But yeah, what I'd like <clears> to read here is that. Uh, sorry, just before I came in, I tweeted this because I saw it. Follow me at Josh Sandy. <laughs> or follow the show at the Final Cut MCR. Or just me, JHSTFU. <laughs> well, that's really plugging one. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw this tweet from the Lab Bible and it just really, really aggravated me. It just said, Hackers replaced Donald Trump's Wikipedia picture with a photo of a blank. You can probably guess what it is. Yeah. How are you saying <laughs> that changing someone's picture on Wikipedia is a hacking? <laughs> Anyone can edit it. <laughs> it's not hacking, is it? That's a, that's a real. Because we're on the topic of Rami Malik, I just remember there's one bit in Mr. Robot. When they change something on Wikipedia to somehow get into some master plan, and one of the guys is like, ooh, he's got 2,000 edits on Wikipedia, he can change anything. It is one thing that's sort of just the thing in films, is that, especially as you talk about, we'll talk about films as well, actually, because if, if, hacking is just, it's like, especially the one that annoys me the most is Skyfall. Yeah. And they make hacking look like this whole thing, it's just code. Yeah. It's just, I'd, you know, there's the, is, it, is it Vox, the guy who does the accents? 
That um, one. I think it's Wired, isn't it? Yeah, Wired. There's another one where a hacker watches hacking scenes. I've heard before that apparently the, thing, <laughs> apparently the one in Mr. Robot is actually probably the most accurate yeah, he, representation th- of it. This guy watches some of them, and he watches ones like all the way from the 80s right up until now. But like war games. Yeah, yeah, all sorts of stuff like that. And he's watching them, and he's just like, well, this just clearly doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, when there's just pages and pages of code, and people are just typing gibberish, and they're like, we're, we're, we're past the firewall, and just <laughs> stuff. It's like, yeah, just, none of this happens. They sort of must get a book called The Big, bu- the big Book of Buzzwords about hacking, like Firewall, <laughs> Virus, <I> must, Trojan <laughs> Horse. <laughs> I must say, like, when if you've got any sort of niche interest, whatever it is, like, even as little as when you go to university and you talk to your friends back home that didn't go to uni. I had a good one, which was, I had a mate who did computer science on the bus back in Huddersfield, and someone, and we met one of our mates who just never bothered to go to uni or, like, do much with his life and whatnot. And he <laughs> he, he was like, oh, what, what are you guys doing? He's like, oh, computer science, my friend said. And he was like, oh, can you hack? <laughs> are you are you a good can you do hacking that it's like who who asks that who cares it's not the first thing i would think of when I, I live with someone who does computer science he was first can he can he hack i don't know i'll ask him when we get back but he was personally replaced you last week really yeah how was that i didn't manage to listen to it and oh. it doesn't exist yeah no the, the machine messed up and didn't actually record it so it's lost it's gone into the ether of just words but no i quite enjoyed it it was quite it was weird i found it a bit more difficult to talk about music than films yeah, because music, you you feel like you feel like a bit of a snob when you're like, but, you like, ca- you can't you can't slag it off. It's it's the Beatles. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I just we didn't really talk about sort of critically. It was more just talking about like the stuff behind the sort of the whole story of the White Album because it's genuinely very yeah. interesting. I genuinely enjoyed researching it all, but it's just like music to me is just it's obviously I know stuff about the Beatles, but not to the same in depth knowledge I know to stuff about I'm going to talk about in films. Yeah, it's like have you ever watched have you ever watched those shows they do of they're not they're not biopics, but just little documentaries of say that the, there would be one on Freddie Mercury on all like singers that have died recently and they'll just cut from person to person. They'll be like so and so from the BBC and they'll say something. They'll be like, Oh Freddie was such a master of like moving around the stage or whatever. And whenever I used to watch them with my mum, they my mum would be like, She's about twenty how can she talk about this? But no, she wasn't even alive for this. <laughs> but no, I will give a big another big shout out to Jack Harrison for actually coming and doing that. Oh, did he enjoy it? He did, I think, and it, he just knows a lot about the Beatles, a lot more than me. So at the end, it was more like me interviewing him about the Beatles. But it was quite good fun. Yeah, yeah. I, did, yeah. It was good. I know, I know so little about the Beatles. I haven't even listened to that much of the Beatles. No, I listened to so much of that album that week. Well, you know, it's only a week. It's like three days, and I decided, oh, I'm going to do that. Actually, what no. sort of format was it? We just played a song, we just and you were some like, music, and Ooh, talked about it. That was good. Yeah. Did everyone like that? <laughs> Got some good segues in, but nice, nice. I like it. Yeah, no, it's weird using the machine as well to play music. Yeah, I've always noticed every time we come in, and the other guys, obviously, like five minutes running over, we're like, how do, how do we turn this off? How do, how does it fade out? <laughs> I think I'll be too far. We got this today. We managed to get the intro in for once. Twice, apparently. Twice, yeah, that was a mistake on my part. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the second time it was okay. What website did you use for that intro? I didn't. I used um, the first thing I did was find some royalty-free music that I couldn't be sued for. Oh, that's it's like, easy to find that. You just search like vlog music. Yeah, no, 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 because you can't even use that because you can't on podcasts. You can't have stuff like that because you can't attribute it to anyone. Oh my goodness! So I had to find like I, it wasn't even public domain. So that's a nineteen the. The Brass is a 1950s uh, army band. Oh, so it's just out of... Yeah, just so long ago that no one even know who's, know who's yeah. own, knows who owns it. And then the music's just a text-to-speak thing, just <laughs> inspired heavily by Joe Rogan. Oh, I love it, I love it. I, I heard I heard some something on like What the F Facts the other day, 
and it was along the lines of, I think Disney had some copyrights on some of their films that is running out very soon, around 2019. So they will soon be in the public domain. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So I, we'll start just we'll start just sampling all Disney films randomly. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll talk. Actually, I want to talk about that because it's something I really dislike about Walt Disney. <coughs> oh, there's a the, lot to dislike. Well, the main thing I he strikes like, me as a cult leader. <laughs> yeah, the, thing, the most dislikable thing about him really is that he made all his money, obviously, off nabbing stuff off Hans Christian Andersen, yeah. like the uh, Little Mermaid, all that stuff. And then he was the person who was at the top of the campaign to extend copyright. Yeah. So that's why, like, so he... he so all, all in his interest as well. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the thing. It's like, he's stolen all these old fairy tales that he can retell for profit, <laughs> and then once he's done that, he goes, well, no one else can use them because I've done it now. Yeah, it's just insane, isn't it? Do you think he was cryogenically frozen? I think he is in... <laughs> I think he is definitely buried underneath the Pirates of the Carib- Caribbean ride at Orlando. <laughs> that would Disneyland. just be amazing, wouldn't it? I have a feeling that's probably not true, though. Have you ever been to Disneyland? I've been to the Paris one, and I hated it because it was raining. <laughs> I could hate it normally, but I don't even like rides... <laughs> Are you not a ride sort I of guy? Them. Why? What? What? What gets you about them? Is it the height? Fear the of, movement? The fear of death? The fear of when death? Was, the I, ominous fear? When I was in year eleven, we went on a trip to Alton Towers, which <clears> doesn't sound that bad. But I did it in year twelve. Considering the fact we're from Cornwall, it was a massive undertaking. Oh my goodness! To get to it's, it's, it's not that far for me. Cornwall is miles oh, away. It was horrible. We like went through the entire. I think we left in Cornwall at like two o'clock in the morning. Got there at nine when it opened. Two, why? Why? Why did you do this? I don't know. It's like a thing they do for like a, a school trip for people in year eleven. I don't know. I don't know why I did it, but I went on one ride the two, entire day. Two o'clock in the morning. So I was awake for about thirty-six hours for the sake of one ride. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I ended up at Alton Towers. We turned up and we got there like ridiculously early as well. And really, we should have used that time to you know go on the rides before <laughs> the queues had turned up. But we were just like, oh, we'll, ju- we'll just get a meal. We're a bit hungry. And then once you've had a meal, you don't want to go on the big rides straight away. <laughs> yeah. So we went on a few of the little rides. And then time got on, and it was like afternoon, and the big rides, the queue, the queues are ridiculous. Oh, like yeah. it's just a joke. I spent like, most of my time just waiting at the exits of the queues for other people. Yeah, you're just there. It's like two hours waiting time. You're too young to just get a drink as well, to just hang yeah. about with a beer. I'm trying <laughs> to think when that was in relation to when the, um, you know, that really bad thing happened where the woman oh, yeah, lost the, her leg. Yeah. How much I, did she get for that? Like 17 mil? Got a lot of money for it. But Mental. then again, she did lose a leg. I, ooh, a, I le- a leg. 17, would you give a leg? For 17 million. For a leg. But I imagine it probably quite paint the trauma of it happening. Paul, Paul McCartney's quite... ex had one leg, didn't you? Yeah, she was in car crash. Um, what's oh, called? She, the Mills. Yeah, and she got a lot of money off Paul, didn't you? She got so much money off Paul. <laughs> I did hear that on the Joe Rogan pod the other day, the biggest divorce claims. I think we are... I think the whole thing about that is it's sort of unreported and estimated. Yeah. So we are definitely entering it's, what I like to call libel territory. James. I love libel territory. <laughs> now, nah, it's already been on the JRE, but some of the divorce claims, I won't say... The, the, some of them are like woman to man as well like madonna madonna and guy Ritchie. guy yeah. Ritchie got some ridiculous like hundreds of millions yeah sort of crazy allegedly oh i might i want to marry well now <laughs> yeah marry a really rich person <laughs> yeah it'd be amazing <laughs> how, how old's the youngest kardashian she must be near the same age surely kylie jenner must be the same age as you she's she's the yeah she's the youngest self-made billionaire isn't she billionaire Am I yeah no right? i think she's yeah. going to become the, the youngest self when well, yeah. you say self-made that's a very I, subjective I, term. again i was i was talking to someone about this how I, I know she came from like oh I, I at first you hear it you hear self made and you think oh well she clearly not self made she came from all this money all this fame but I don't know if I could have done the same with her 
Well, I mean, she was with given, her opportunity. She had a program called Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which we was which was gave her the massive audience. But a billion, a billion is a lot of money. That's just smart investing, though. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? but a billion, yeah, come you just, on. You just put your name on the right thing. Like, you don't just do a Zoella and put it on a doormat. You put oh it my on, like, goodness! Can we talk about Zoella? <laughs> probably not. We should probably talk about films because we haven't mentioned them hardly oh. at all in the past. We've been broadcasting now for twenty-three minutes. We've oh right. well, You actually did. You actually did go to see something, didn't I you? Did. Josh? Last night I went by myself <clears> to view to go and watch our oh, view is not the one to go by yourself i quite liked it really because it's from... way too big i always feel oh yeah I, there were four of us in the cinema oh no and then someone walked in about four then two people walked in about halfway through so it's like were you all sat end. by yourself yeah well no me and well, <laughs> there were two people sat right at the back a couple then the people who came in sat near the front and then there was just me and this other guy by himself but we were both sat on the same row because it's the best row where you're sort of eye level with the middle of the screen yeah i like it i, so like I thought it. should i sit here it's a bit weird but then i thought well, i can't I don't want to sit somewhere where i'm compromising my view of the screen i managed to be in the the front row at home not so long ago and that was just ridiculous awful it was, it was only five rows as well and the oh. front row was even closer than the front row normally is so i was like looking up like which pixel is him talking <laughs> of harry potter actually when i watched the <laughs> first uh deathly hallows I went with my friend from primary school. I was primary school then. Was it was in primary school. Primary school? Well, it was my friend from primary school. I never was the first year of secondary school. It oh, was pretty, right. around that time. Surely it was around that time. The first Deathly Hallows. Well, I remember watching it after it had come out, and I, I was I was in high school when I watched it after it came out. So. Yeah, no, I'll just look it up quickly. But yeah, I remember that we turned <coughs> up late, and I sat right in the front row of a massive screen. That's just and ridiculous. Just craning my neck completely. Why would you do that? Why do they even put those rows there? <laughs> well, because, presumably because they have to put them somewhere because you have to increase them. Yeah, it was twenty ten, so it would have been the first year of. Uh, 2010 that is a long time ago yeah because I, yeah, I started secondary school in 2010 so yeah if it came out we're, we're into the, the, the real future soon 2020 that's, that's the future that's flying cars it's what I've suddenly realised is that this is sort of 2010 it's the first decade I'll ever remember because I don't remember what happened at the beginning of the last decade yeah, do you even, like, I was thinking, do you even, like, remember 9-11? No, like, do you? Like, no, I don't, I don't all I remember, I remember for some reason one of my earliest memories is that Michael Jackson Earth song? Was that how? Was that the 90s? Oh, no. I think it was very early noughties. Yeah, right. yeah I feel that was one of my earliest memories. But back on topic, what what film did you manage to yeah, see at view it's by called, yourself? It's called Assassination Nation. And one more thing about the viewing experience. Was <laughs> I got very, very worried about five minutes before the film was about to start because a bunch of um, sort of youths came in. Utes. Utes. And it's very scary because they sort of... Because <laughs> they tried is, to talk to me. No, this, this film was an 18. <laughs> it's 18 for reasons we'll get on to. But, um, yeah, they sort of run in, sort of obviously avoiding security. And they sit right <laughs> at the back, and this is during the, pre- the adverts, and they start talking. And I'm thinking, are they going to stay there for the entire film and talk throughout this entire thing? Because I'm not, not sure if I can handle this. you got to go up and talk to you. I'll be like, excuse me. They did not look like... Get great. out. They were not, did not look like people what, you want to What are they going to do? They're not going to fight you in a cinema. Stab me to death. <laughs> no, uh, no. Um, yeah, and, but eventually, like, after five minutes, they just... I think they asked someone, what film is this? And then they just ran out again. How weird. So presumably, they were probably looking for Harry Potter. Did you ever do that as a kid? No. Like, sneak into places? I hardly ever used to go to the cinema because it was so expensive. I think once we ran up the escalators in Sports Direct and got kicked out. That's yeah. the most youth-like thing I've ever oh, done. Oh, no, I did once near... There's a sort of a shopping plaza thing near where I live, and we did once get inside the... Um, you know those kids' rides? Yeah. And then we got threatened <laughs> with removal from the place. Of course, of course. Yeah. So Assassination Nation, it's... Um, it, the only way I can really describe it to you is sort of if you crossed Black Mirror with The Ooh. Purge and then got Quentin Tarantino to direct it. Why do I feel like I haven't seen The Purge? I haven't seen The Purge. 
Well, basically, it's about a. It's sort of sort of the Black Mirror sort of aspect of it is that it's about a town. And they have their entire sort of internet histories. Every single person has all their messages and stuff exposed. Ooh, by a, by I love a ha- that. By a hacker. Would your life be over if that happened? Probably not over. No, mine, mine wouldn't be over. Never done anything that bad. I'm so boring on the internet yeah. recently. As a kid, I think I was a bit weird. But in I mean, recent stuff years... stuff took out of context, yeah. Probably, yeah, but yeah. Maybe nothing, anything, nothing horrific. Yeah, because I think in, when, you, when you're a kid, you hear about you hear about them dodgy videos on the internet. You just look them up. <laughs> you just don't see repercussions. <laughs> just two, two girls, one cup. Just oh, God, all that. Oh, they get worse. They get worse. But yeah, we, we, we really shouldn't talk about, talk about that. We shouldn't talk about that right now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so um, it's, it's, very, it's, sort of, it's very stylish, which is sort of another mm. reason. Well, the reason why I say Tarantino is because there's so much blood. It's why it's an 18. It's incredibly graphic. Well, it's called violence. Assassination Nation, isn't it? But it's, it was un- like, there's one <coughs> scene in it which is just absolute, just a bloodbath. <coughs> like Carrie, that kind of level. Just, <laughs> it was honestly just, like, just go- one of the goriest things I've seen. But it's, it's not that gratuitous. There's reasons for it. It's sort of, it's sort of, it is making a cultural point, I think. Yeah. It's a very smart film. And I've seen mixed reviews about it, but I genuinely liked it. Who did direct it? It was direct. I don't remember. It's not really very famous for directing it. Uh. And it's, the cast wasn't very famous either, to be honest. Like the main, the p- main person they were billing is really weird. They're billing someone from the Disney Channel whose name escapes me right now. It's not Selena Gomez. Is no, it? no, it's someone else. It's hardly in it at all. To be fair, the person they're sort of top billing. Oh, weird. Just because they've heard people have heard of her. But no, I don't know. It just, it was interesting in the sense that it was just the plot was interesting, obviously, because it sounds sort of something. And then yes, it sort of that that happened, and then everyone got very angry with each other, and they started getting a bit purgy. Yeah, they all started course. trying to kill each other. And yeah, it was sort of very meta as well, which I quite like. I quite like that. Meta. <laughs> meta. Yeah, just sort of like there was uh, the best bit at the beginning was sort of there's a whole thing it's sort of um, where at the beginning they sort of, they're sort of the, so the narration's sort of talking about the film. So sort of go through the entire film before it starts, sort of saying about what's going to happen, which is a bit odd, but I, I quite liked it. And they sort of do this thing, so, oh, now we're going to do a trigger warning thing. A sort trigger of the, warning. Sort of the graphics. It's and the, g- if you're epileptic, get out. Well, not, not like that. Sort of, <laughs> they talk about all the things that are going to happen. It's sort of like violence. And they just show like sort of like a like smash cuts of all the stuff that's going to happen in the Goodness. film. It's like proper like, I don't know, it's really good. Was but, it like, was, should it have been an 18, do you think? 100%. There was so much graphic <laughs> violence in it. It's it wasn't good. like ridiculous CGI'd, was it? No, no, it was really good. Oh, wow. Like, it was just, it was, I really enjoyed like, like Saw. It's like you're there. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the point I'm going to make about it, though. Is that sort of the whole? It's sort of. I'm going to describe what, the way I look at it. Is, is it was sort of a film of three parts, right? You had the original bit, the first bit, sorry, which I didn't really get very much. Cause it was sort of a high school kind of that. Yeah. Kind of, as I said about the hate you give. Oh, we're getting too old to relate to high school things. Yeah, aren't we? no, that didn't really. Gel getting past much. it. But then it sort of got into like the purgy bit. And sort of the the one bit is a proper th- good thriller, and there's an amazing scene in it, which is just it's sort of like they're in a house. And then all these people are coming for them. And it's just one long take of sort of seeing what's happening around the house. It's honestly amazing. I think it's one of my favourite shots of the year. Oh, that's a, that's a big an- shout to me. There's also another shot that's just like sort of when the, she's just sat outside waiting. The main character sort of sat outside waiting to go into the sort of principal's office of the school. And it's just an amazing... Do you, ever, do you know when you see a scene you just think, wow. Yeah, you're like, one of my, Do you have any favourite scenes, actually, of films ever? I don't know. Probably my favourite scene ever. In fact... I'll tell you later because I want to talk about our favourite films and this is from my favourite film, so it'll, it'll yeah, give no, it away. But no, I'll, put, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll vo- volunteer my one. My favourite one is, um, ironically, with the shirt you're wearing. Birdman. Birdman. Oh, I bit, just realised I've got my, my, fi- the bit one where of my he, film theme. Where he theme goes shirt. into sort of the convenience store and he walks out and there's all the lights. <laughs> you know that bit? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That's one of my favourites. That's probably up there with one of my favourites. In- interesting thing about Birdman, I've only seen it once. 
And I saw it in the cinema when it came out. I was very happy with it. I was like, I will just buy the T-shirt. So yeah. this must be, how old is Birdman? It's like... 2015, 2014? Yeah, so this must be exactly that old. I must have bought it like a month or two after. Yeah, so I just, yeah, it's just... Yeah, there's so sort of the first, but I didn't really like it very much. And it sort of goes thriller, and then the end, then the last bit sort of full on like violence or purge, <laughs> violence, was, murder, getting yeah, in there. It really is sort of that level of thing. And it, but sort of it, that bit was very enjoyable. The ending is absolutely insulting. I hated the ending. <laughs> I absolutely despise. I'm insulting. still angry about it now. Like if the, like there's the whole finishing scene where the sort of the main character gives like an emotional speech about sort of stuff, and it does wrap up the film really nicely. And then there's sort of a really good scene. It could have stopped there. And then and they then they fades, add more for yeah, some it reason. It fades to black. Something else happens, which just made me really, really angry. But, so when I eventually go to see it, shall I just like leave as soon yeah. as, as soon as the speech happens? All right, guys, I'm out. I'm gone. Yeah, there's a scene where there are two gangs of people facing each other. Leave at that point. All right, all right. Stay for the last minute. That's a, that's a good tip for people. We should we should give these tips to people just to watch edited versions of Honestly, films that I, are better. <laughs> I cannot express enough. Like there's also, there's also a post sort of um, credit scene. Mm. I refused to stay for. I left. It really did get to me that much. That does sound ridiculous. It was just adding on all these bits. So so annoying. It's just yeah. I think the other thing I would, the other f- main criticism of the film I would give is that the main character was really really good, and I really sort of her story arc throughout. She's quite developed, and it was sort of it was very enjoyable. But the other characters are so woefully underdeveloped <laughs> that honestly, I genuinely believe that you could have swapped one of them with someone else. Or even a green, a person dressed all, like a green man. I do, like, I do I hate that when, it. like, you see it in like in in like just terrible films like Suicide Squad that just have yeah. random characters in. They're so like loosely involved and they're like barely even introduced and then they're gone and you're like, oh, why were they ever? Yeah, there? it's just it's all because obviously it's a four sort of the main four girl characters yeah. in the film and the other three you could do you fair one of them is played by I did write this one down it's played by someone called a uh, Harry Neff who's a transgender actress. Oh, that's quite. And she's quite a transgender good. model as well, and there is actually quite an interesting. Does plot. she play a trans character? Yes, oh. it's quite interesting. It's quite well done, actually. To be fair, like I thought at one point, like they're going to do it sort of just overtly, sort of make a whole point about this, and it's going to be really sort of jarring in the film. But it's actually <laughs> really good. Like it's sort of because obviously it's a main sort of the whole film, sort of a, a female empowerment film. So it's yeah. these, these three, so it's these four main girls, and obviously this one transgender girl. And you wouldn't like it's not like one jarring thing about it. I really like. I think it was a really nice touch. Yeah, actually. it's just subtle. She, yeah, she is quite nicely developed, but the other two you could have replaced with anyone. <laughs> you could have, you could have got me in for the part. <laughs> and also, there's um one of the main character's boyfriend who's played by Bill Skarsgård, as in related to Stalin Skarsgård. Of His course, son, as in um uh, Pennywise in the new it. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to his brother who was in that sort of middle of the road have you seen that mute on netflix no i have not yeah it's not that bad apart from the middle bits a bit weird and the ending's a bit bad you know i was i was talking to someone up in durham actually recommend i was getting the podcast out there i was recommending it around and he was telling yeah. me his favorite films of the year and this is this is a film i don't know if we've ever really talked about but did you ever watch annihilation i did what did you think of annihilation because that was a film that was playing on my mind recently i actually really enjoyed it apart from the ending i didn't really understand but that's probably because i wasn't paying 100 percent attention well an interesting thing about annihilation that i know is that the director apparently because it's based off a book as we know and he what he did he read the book only once and made the whole film from his initial view on the book he did it's a very interesting way of doing it yeah he didn't go back to the book to like check little details he just made it made some notes and then just went for it and i thought i thought that was just, just such an amazing film i saw it i saw it twice in very different situations 
And yeah. I, it kind of got to the point where it just creeped me out past the point of wanting to see it again. No, I, I have a lot. To be fair, I've read about this a bit because I, well, I was going to write something about it, but I never <laughs> did in the end. And it was, I have a lot of respect for the director. Yeah. Because obviously, I'm not sure if you know the story about how it ended up with on Netflix. Yeah, because it did. It was. I heard people said it would be too hard to understand. Yeah, so the studio said, of, yeah. people, you have to edit this down because no one's going to understand it, and he just resolutely refused to. Yeah, of so course. So <laughs> it was picked up by Netflix instead and released it as an original. That just came so, to mind because that's like an all-female lead, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, four, four women, and then you've got Oscar Isaac making all the yeah. appearance. And the guy out of Interstellar? What are you talking about? The black guy in Interstellar that they leave on a planet. I don't know. I, really? I've, I've only watched that once. I've only seen Interstellar once. It goes on for so long. Oh, end. no, it does not that, go on for so long. The ending that <laughs> me as well, actually. Oh, actually, that's a very good point about something about this film I want to talk about, is the score of this film uh, is full of like pop songs that I've never heard of before. Right. Like, like, US, <laughs> I've honestly never heard of them. Why do I feel like you're the, not the pop song type? Not really me. But the only thing that really jarred me about it is that whoever did the, whoever did the sort of sound for it may have not listened to the film with the sound done. Because there's one point where the music got so loud it actually hurt. <laughs> really? Yeah. Are you sure that wasn't just a view? Because they're known for yeah, doing maybe. speakers, projectors. They're known for just projectors not working. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I'd maybe, yeah, maybe I shouldn't level my criticism at the film itself. Maybe. Also, there's a really weird bit in it that I can't decide now whether I like or not. And I'll talk about it because it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. spoil the film or anything. There's one bit where it sort of zooms in. On, sort of, it is a bit meta, but it zooms in on the main character. And they're sort of doing some kind of walk together as sort of like a cinematic thing. And one of them just goes, wait, snaps their fingers, and then like really hardcore music starts playing and they start, start walking again <laughs> how weird and i can't decide whether or not i could sort of part it, of me, is it like the scene in spider-man 3 when he's just going no, down no, the, no, going down just, the street obviously <laughs> the idea is that they know it's they're sort of aware, sort of breaking the fourth wall in a sense yeah they know the music's yeah. playing well they know it's gonna start yeah but i don't know i just can't decide whether or not I, it's like part of me thinks the director is a genius for doing that because it's really <laughs> weird to, it was sort of it made me pay attention but another part of me thinks it was wholly unnecessary do you think you could direct a film Jeff? no yeah, I, I used to, once upon a time, think I could have a shot at directing or writing a film, but the more the more I watch, the more I just think it looks so hard. I think I could, I don't know whether or not, I think if I had the right idea, but I've never really had the idea of something it, that I could actually do to it's, that extent. It's not even, it's not even the, the getting the idea, it's just there's so much to get wrong. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, you, you never come out of a film, like a bad film, you never come out thinking, oh, they got this right. You always just name all the things they got wrong. You're like, oh, they got this wrong and this wrong and this. This shot's ridiculous. This acting's terrible. Why did they get them to do it? They should have put more money into this. And I'd just be there like, oh, my goodness, so much is afoot here. Yeah, <laughs> and then what I was saying about Bill Skarsgård, for sort of the other thing that's sort of the whole stereotypical <coughs> high school thing is that he's just one of those very stereotypical, like, you know, those nice guy boyfriends who are actually really oh, abusive. So he does that, and he, play, he plays it all right, but it just jarred me about it. I don't know why. <laughs> just, I throw that out there. It's probably not a valid criticism. but <laughs> No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, I, I do think that about some of the high school films that yeah. back in the day I could really relate to them. I don't know why even then I could relate to yeah. them. Well, they're all American as well. Yeah, you, they're all American. Seen, <laughs> actually, we've talked about this, how much I hate skins before, but very few. I think that that's the thing. I've always, I think I've always said this to people before, not on the podcast, obviously, but in real life. It's that the best sort of introspective look at British schooling is the in-betweeners. Oh yeah, by 100%. a mile. I don't, I don't weird. get, I don't get why people would ever disagree with that. Like I remember, I think, I think it was my ex-girlfriend. I was telling about 
in between this was years ago I was like oh do you watch in between it's like oh I just don't find that funny I was like what do you mean you don't find find it funny funny. it's so real it was on E4 the other day and me and my people I live with just decided to watch it I've seen it (laughs) a thousand times before but it's just so funny awkward groups of guys have always been like that and are still like that you still get mates that are just useless and so (laughs) too bad the cultural impact obviously even there because when when I watched it because I'm obviously younger than you when I watched it like I was probably year seven or eight obviously <laughs> i grew up and we just like just, all the words you just use yeah like, it's, it's so it's ubiquitous a, it's so of everything funny. like people just used to like just oh Ooh, friend the friend that one thing. that is just so well known it's it's absurd i think i did that last week to someone just yeah. someone i live with just i, I, I saw i saw who, who who plays jay cartwright i can't i can't remember uh, his name. um what is he called he's not uh, James Buckley. Yeah, yeah, he is. Re- he is really not doing much now. He's like the face of like Ladbrokes adverts. Yeah, I he's noticed. got a lot of adverts. He's in the new um, thingy one as well, Red Bull advert as well. Oh goodness, he's really, he's really gone downhill a bit. No, he's in a few things. He does. Um, he's in a, a, a Dave um, sitcom called Zapped. He's in. Is that any good? I've never seen it. Because uh, I know it, it's Will doing Friday Night Dinner, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's really doing bits. Friday yeah, no. Night Dinner is is pure humour. I see a lot of people who don't like it and I just don't how understand. do people not like it it's like I heard someone compare it to Mrs Brown's Boys but it's, that is, it, that, that's terrible that is, un, that is unfounded <laughs> yes Friday Night Dinner unfounded. is just it's just amazing humour it is good I don't get how they've made something so funny <laughs> every <laughs> character is just hilarious <laughs> they, they've got their lines they've got the extra guys Mr Morris and Grandma, have you seen the episode with the fella who closes his eyes when he talks? Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, this is great. Yeah, so just conclude about Assassination Nation. I just want to say that um, it's very undermarketed, to be honest. It premiered at Sundance. This as well. is weird because obviously I go to home a lot. Yeah. It's quite heavily marketed. All there. right. The, oh, there's posters everywhere, yeah. so it feels like I've seen oh, it you, all I over the place. I've one poster for it, and I've never seen an advert for yeah, it. But yeah. View, the, the, the clientele that go to View, they're not <laughs> they're not people to be followed, are they? No, true. Well, I wouldn't know. I go there quite a lot. It's my, it's my cinema of choice. Well, it's only a fiver, isn't it? Yeah, that's probably why I go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but basically it's yeah, a bit of a undermarketed and probably overlooked. It did premiere at Sundance, though, which was quite nice for it. Yeah. And I don't know, I, rac- I heartily recommend it. I genuinely enjoyed it. I, I, I went into it thinking that I re- I watched the trailer. I thought this is just a rip off the perch. I'm going to hate this <laughs> film. And I watched the first ten minutes or a bit. Mm, not sure if I'm going to like this. And I was thinking of all the bad things I could say about it. And then towards the end, I was thinking like this is actually really good. Then the ending really annoyed me. But yeah. there you go. As recommendations go, just because we're not talking about Suspiria this week, I would recommend anyone who hears this to watch Suspiria, including Josh. And I will be going there this my, week. My tip, my tips are right. You got to be a bit tired. That's quite key. You've got to be a bit like malnourished, like hungry. You can feel a bit ill. Ill beforehand is good because you're going to feel ill after. And um, You're not selling this to me. You've, you've just got to go in feeling fragile. It is just the most painful thing to watch in the world. It's unreal, the emotions it'll put you through. Like, it's the closest I've come to leaving a cinema. Right. There was a point where something happened and I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. I'm gonna have to go, <laughs> but not, if I was on the end, my mate, I think my, I think it was Jamie who said if he was on the end, he was like, yeah, I think I would have left then. That is, it is, inc- it is incredible that it's been made, and it's the same guy that does Call Me by Your Name, I believe, and you would not believe it as the two. It is right, like well, having a dagger in you. I'm not sure if that has made me want to go and watch it, oh, or made me to ooh. want to avoid watching it at all. It's costs. a, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a horror, right? But I kind of would. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the one. That was another thing that was 
thing about actually before just before we stop talking about forever uh, assassination nation is that i thought that'd be more of a horror than it was but it's more of a thriller i reckon yeah see i, I went into suspiria knowing nothing about it yeah other than yeah it is it is based off these films called the three mothers films i think from quite a while back and yeah oh it is quite incredible and it although you don't realize it when you watch it it is an all-female cast all right okay but that becomes apparent. Right, this is something interesting that I wanted to go over because me and Josh, although everyone might listen, think we know each other quite well. We don't know each other at, at all. Really, I don't even know your surname. <laughs> but I'm about to say it every week. <laughs> but I wondered if we can guess each other's favourite films because I do not know Josh's. I don't know if he knows mine. I have absolutely no idea what your favourite film is. Oh, this will be good. Right, Josh, you can try and guess my favourite film. It's also got my favourite scene in. Well, it's going to be a film that I've probably never heard of. Is it part of is it part of your favourite trilogy Once Upon a Time no, in the no, West? No, 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 none of that. that. None of that. None of that. <laughs> give, me, give me a bit of a hint then. Um it's a big director. Mm, that does it. I bet it's not Peter Jackson, is it? No, it's not Peter Jackson. Steven Spielberg? Uh he does a lot of like he has one really big cult classic. Uh, <laughs> I've literally no idea who you're alluding to. Oh, right, it's it's a David Fincher film. <laughs> um Malaham Drive. Well, Holland Drive. Why would you pick that? A razor head. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's the Social Network. I would say Joking. is honestly probably my favorite film. All right. I like, like po- possibly, film. like I do love the Before trilogy, the Before Sunrise, uh, Sunset, and Midnight. Like that is an amazing romance trilogy, yeah. and like that's got a real good place in my heart. But something about the Social Network. I think it was the first film I ever saw that got me into films. Like it must have come out twenty ten. Yeah, I think so it was around we're, that. We're yeah. talking like eight years ago, and I don't think I'd ever really cared about watching films but i remember i was in i was in form with my mate connor and he recommended it to me i saw it and i was just like oh my goodness and the scene in it that i think is the best scene in any film is when andrew garfield's character gets told that i think it's he's playing eduardo savin and he gets told that he's been cut out of facebook and he storms through and just take, oh, yeah, takes yeah. mark zuckerberg's earphones out and just smashes the laptop down he, he says something like he says I'm, I'm not coming back for 50 percent. i'm coming back for it all and he leaves i'm like <laughs> oh my goodness that was so badass <laughs> and that film's got thingy that hasn't it's got army yeah. hammer playing both yeah the, the vinkelos twins yeah and i always thought he was a bit of a i don't know played like the jock sort of character until he did a lot more like better films over I, saw time. Some, I saw some a very funny article <clears> about him this week that i'm probably not allowed to mention on Ooh. i can mention it a bit but i can't mention exactly what it was why is Basically, it liable <laughs> or just no it's just a bit weird it's weird i can't mention what exactly he did but if you google <laughs> his name i saw it on buzzfeed actually so but, oh but, goodness but, but basically that he, reliable he didn't realize that his likes on twitter would be visible by everyone really so he liked some things that you probably shouldn't be liking if you're a public figure. Ooh, that is a, that is a good one. And I can't tell you. I'll tell you what it is when we finish. But um, if you <laughs> Google it, you can find it. But yeah, um, I don't know why I was talking about. Bef- uh, why I was talking about Once Upon a Time in the West because that has absolutely nothing to do with the film. We're talking about. <laughs> but no, I do like the Social Network actually. Yeah, no, Social Network is a real masterful piece of entertainment. I did see a really good tweet about it. I say really good. Kind of hated the tweet, but it was it was this. It was just one of those absolutely did not happen sort of tweets. But it was this girl saying that she was in a restaurant and she thought saw this date across the table from a few tables away. And the girl asked the guy what his favourite film is. And he said The Social Network. Yeah, yeah, I figured it might be that. But yeah. And he, <laughs> just, he I said... I wrote down my phone what the, thing, the tweets were about. And James looked a bit stunned here. <laughs> and he, he said what his favourite film was in this 
in this little date, and he said the social network, apparently the girl stood up and walked out. And I read the whole thread on this tweet, <laughs> and apparently somehow, like, there's some weird thing coming out recently that films like The Social Network, Fight Club, uh, Pulp Fiction, all them sort of, like, cult classics. Yeah. Like, girls are relating it to guys being, like, controlling or something? Or uncultured? I don't know. Maybe some it's garbage. Just lots of guys, like, I, I don't know. I, I think if someone's saying <laughs> that Pulp Fiction, uh, not Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction, I don't know, Fight Club, I don't know how many people would say Fight Club's their favourite film. Yeah, it's it's something about, I think it's, Breaking Bad, Fight Club, and like the Social Network—they've got like weird male characters that people don't like. But again, I, I like them all. I think I'm they're very great. loath to use these, this phrase because I think it probably doesn't belong. Is it manspreading? It's not. No, <laughs> it isn't that. It is uh, one thing I don't, I don't say it, but um, I think it's a very basic answer. Yeah, yeah. Ba- basic's a good term. It's like well, to be fair, when you, when you sort of said to me before, was a couple of weeks ago, that you wanted to do a thing where we guess each other's favourite films. Yeah. And I th- I spent a lot, quite a long time thinking about mine, and I sometimes say like, if some, I, I flippantly say, "Oh, Shawshank it's, Redemption." It's not Titanic, right? Because I love the, Shawshank Redemption is an amazing film right yeah it's, it's I great it, but i just don't feel comfortable saying that's my favorite film cause it isn't. <laughs> it's like I, I think my favorite film has to be a, i sort of thought about criteria in my head and it's sort of maybe going too deeply into this but no you should you should go deep as sort of how sort of the film i would watch whether i was sad or happy or just the best film that i've ever seen the ones have the most impact on me yeah so i don't know if you'll be able to guess it you won't i don't think you'll ever guess it all right give us give us a little clue um when was it made ish uh 2008 2008. Is that when one of the Pirates of Caribbean came out? It's not Pirates of Caribbean. It's not that bad. Jesus. Oh, any any actors? Um, I don't even know any of the actors in it. To be fair, that is incredible. I wish I, I wish I had a favourite film. Like, I didn't know any of the actors. That will give you a hint on sort of what kind of film it is if you don't know what the if actors you don't look any, like. Is it like uh, animated? Yeah, I was thinking it must be animated. Yep. It's like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Nope. Um, Toy Story. Didn't uh, came out in what was that ninety nine? Yeah, I'm 90, way off 90, there. Ninety five, ninety nine, twenty ten. Uh, how to train your dragon? No, it's how, up. Have you seen? It's up. Yeah, up. it's up. I do love up. Up, up is, is a, up probably, is a cute little watch. I don't know. I just I just think <laughs> I could watch it at any time in my life. And it's be so really, sweet, isn't it? Is it is so good. <laughs> but it's just sort of I don't know. We're sort of talking about favorite scenes in films, like the montage. That is a sort of basic answer, but the montage in that yeah. is just amazing. <laughs> so I've had people, people, people who've seen, it sort of goes people who will sit. Everyone's seen the film, but we'll talk about it anyway. But sort of it's just sort of the montage through this guy's life to like just one song, and it's just Aww. very emotional. But I don't know. I just really like it. I don't think there's anything. There's nothing bad I can say about that film. I do love a film where you can get really emotionally invested. In yeah. It. And it just it it's that I think that's the difference sometimes between a film and a play. That when when you watch a play or a musical, you're watching people act and sing. But when you watch a film, you're really taken in. Like mm. it is everything. It's like you're that world is real. <laughs> you're literally yeah, there, like yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if it's a weird answer, but I think that really is my favorite. No, film no, no. That's a good one. That's a good. Yeah. Do you know anyone with like a really bad favorite film? Uh, I'm trying to think of people. I know, I know a few guys whose favorite is A Wolf of Wall Street, which I really like. It's like probably one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a really but good film. But again, it does it does make you sound like a bit of a bit of a basic guy. <laughs> yeah, I think ultimately it's a very. I don't know. I think The Wolf of Wall Street's a very enjoyable watch. Oh, 
goodness it is. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the thing. And I mean, it's Scorsese. It's amazingly made. I think the thing you have to think about, sort of my sort of criteria for favourite film, mm. is that it has to be beyond enjoyable. <clears throat> it has to have yeah. sort of had an impact touching. on your... No, not even that, sort of an impact on your life. I don't think The Wolf of Wall Street has had an impact on mine. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes with favourite films, it also matters where in, like, your watching of films you saw it. Yeah. Like, obviously, Social Network was one of the first films I ever saw when I had an interest in them. And something like Before Sunrise was like the first really, really good romance I saw, which I can't recommend more to people. I wish I wish more people had seen it. I've never seen it, to be fair. Yeah, the whole Before Trilogy. Just, well, yeah. you, you got a girlfriend, don't you, Josh? Watch it uh, I do, yes. Yeah, watch it with her. Watch it with her. It's dead sweet. Okay. Well, <laughs> definitely, how old is it? Um, well, they're each made nine years apart from each other, and the most recent one came out in something like 2014. All right, that's not too bad. So it would have been going since the 90s. It's the same director as... School of Rock, I'm going to go with. I have absolutely no idea who directed that and film. And he did Boyhood as well. All oh, right, I was going to say, yeah, because if you're leaving three-year gaps between each film... Nine, nine year. Nine, nine between each film. Nine. That is a very Boyhood thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know about that. But I've never seen that <coughs> film, but I can't... You've never I, seen Boyhood? No, but I can't escape... The, I well, obviously watched it when it came out. Like, I had to see it. I can't escape thinking... Yeah, that's the reason why I've sort of erred on not watching it, because I think it just sounds like too much of a gimmick. It is. It was, it's, it's nice. It's a sweet it's little a gimmicky thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, talking of um, uh, Wolf Wall Street stuff, this is the weirdest segue ever. But I sort of have some superhero film news for you, which you won't really care about. But Ooh. I want to get your reaction. About one. Is is Leo playing an Iron Man or something? No, it's talking <laughs> about um, that. My sort of link, tenuous link to it, shall we say, is the person who is in uh, who plays his second wife, the really really famous actress, um, Blonde Lass. Yes, really really famous. Yeah, she's in Suicide. He's Australian. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. She plays Harley Quinn, doesn't she? Poor. Let's go. Just just go with it, and my, the name will yeah. come to me. But basically, that you know, the Suicide Squad was an awful film. Yeah, they're terrible. Sp- but Harley Quinn was okay in it. Are so they doing a Harlequin film? They're doing a spin-off film, and it's based on the whole comic book thing called Birds of Prey, which is sort of three different sort of a female. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. It came that's the to one. Me. I didn't even look that one up. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're doing some kind of like sort of an uh, all-female-led film. Oh, nice, nice. Which is quite nice. But I looked up the name for it, and obviously it's based on a comic book series called Birds of Prey. But it's actually called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Ooh, that sounds quirky. Yeah, no, it looks quite interesting. It's sort of got... Female director? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh. So it's like these four female superheroes, including Harley Quinn, which would be Margaret Robbie, obviously, and they're sort of... And the main villains played by Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. I do, I do love a bit of Ewan. Yeah, I think... <laughs> well, I sort of remember it's train spotting. It's very good in that. Yeah. Oh, my, my goodness. We were, we, I was having a little twer discussion with... Some I was, it was you know Charlie, Charlie Carroll don't you? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. I, I was replying to him on Twitter talking about like heroin addiction in homeless people, mm. and he said something about oh I wonder what it's it's like to have a heroin addiction. It must be absolutely awful. And some basic guy just replies, watch Train Spotting. <laughs> <laughs> just not- nothing else. <laughs> watch Train Spotting. Obviously, I replied. Train spotting. What's that? Never heard of it, mate. <laughs> Have you seen Train Spotting? Yeah, of course I've seen Train Spotting. I don't think it's that far <laughs> off. I imagine like, it's not far off, but it's such a in- weird thing to say to contribute to a conversation. I think it is. I think it's, I think that's what uh, that's what I was going to say. I thought you would have said something like that. No, no, because no. I, ne- I, ne- I never, I never reply to someone just to 
just say in a film. And but I think, but I think from what I've heard from other people as well, as well as watch, having watched it myself, I think that obviously I don't know what heroin addiction is like, but the film is incredibly bleak, and I sort of think that that must be somewhat like. It's it, got surely. the scene with the baby crawling That's on the. That's so disturbing. Yeah, freaky the, stuff. My, that. The people I live with watched it the other day for the first time. A couple of them, and of I course, left the room for that bit. Did. I've seen it before, but I had to leave the room for that bit because it's just so utterly disturbing. Have you seen tra- tra- T2, is it? Yes, tra- I did like that. I have not seen that. It's really good, but if you just forget the first one, because the first one's so good that it's sort of pairs yeah, comparison, yeah. which is sort of the problem. Is it the same cast? Uh, completely the same cast. Yeah. That is incredible. They must look, be looking old in that well, one. 20 years after, yeah. Yeah, is it, it's made 20 years after, but it's only set 10 no, years no, it's after. No, no, set, it's set. Really? It's set the time, full, yeah. full time after. Yeah. Impressive. It's, quite, it's, it's really good, actually, yeah. I don't know, I just... It's yeah. It's comparing it to what the original one sort of makes it less good, but it's still good. Yeah. Do you, do you know who plays? I think he's called Sick Boy in the yeah, first one. He is uh, Johnny Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. He he was de- he was married to Angelina Jolie. Yeah. I think for a bit. Yeah. because they were in the Hackers film together. Yeah. He's really famous <laughs> now in America for doing. Um, oh, he does show on. Yeah, he does show films, doesn't he? Yeah. I've no, I think my mum watched loads of that. Like, it's because it, it used to. Yeah, be like, it strikes me as a mum sort well, no, of watching I think it's thing. because it used to be like on Sky Atlantic, and you know how <laughs> they take everything from Sky that sort of doesn't do very well, and they stick it on something on Freeview called Pick TV. Yeah. Yeah, my mum sort of screen, rec- uh, not screen recorded, uh, sort of uh, DVR'd sort of all of them. Oh, they're sort right, of watching oh, them all back to back now. Is he English? Or? Yeah, he's English. Yeah, he's English, but American accent in the in, in elementary. Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, even though no, it's I don't think he is. I think he might be British. set in England. Weird. No, it's not. It's set in uh, New York. Oh, is it set in New York? Yeah. Uh, and then know. also, well, oh, he does a very good Scottish accent as well, actually. Because uh. I think it was something weird. I can't remember the story. I think it's a story that either Danny Boyle or Ewan McGregor or maybe him himself tells on Graham Norton or something, where he they some of the cast didn't realise he wasn't Scottish. Wow, he talked for amazing. the entirety of the production, <laughs> and then oh yeah, that was it. They went. The last thing they did was they went to go and do the press shots. Obviously, not a really famous poster, which everyone. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good basic boy. Um, Bedroom poster. In addition to that, yeah, that one, or the one for Pulp Fiction. <laughs> or just Al Pacino, or just Scarface, <laughs> yeah. just right there. Yeah, so, that, so they went to, the last thing they did was they went to go and do the, take the photo for that, and he said to someone, like, because he obviously gone back to London at that point, and said something in like an East End accent, yeah. they were like, how do you speak like that? So they thought he was joking. <laughs> that is so, so peculiar. The other, thing, the other sort of superhero thing I wanted to get your take on is, because obviously you're the only one out of the two of us who watch Venom, because they're making oh, a second one in 2020. No, they are not. How what, can they no, be making a second do you know one? why they're making a second one? It's Tell brilliant. me. Was the first one too bad? No, it was because it was amazingly popular in China. It's the, what? It's the, <laughs> it's the second highest grossing superhero film in China of all time, second only to Infinity War. So that, that is wild. Avengers, the second Avengers uh, did better than Black Panther. Did better than all of them. You know, you know uh, this, might, this might be a bit of a sweeping statement, but do you know, like... They, can I say this? Um, John Boyega talks about a little thing how in China people are quite racist. There's Have you never seen the advert? Yes, they, where they take the Star Wars poster oh, and they make that. John Boyega's character smaller, shrink yeah. him down, make him make everyone else bigger. I think I saw something just about bl- that on Black people are just marketed so poorly in China, which is so strange. No, I, I saw something the other day. That the other day, the worst thing I've seen was sort of it was <clears throat> it was like last year or the year before, and it was sort of gone, went viral on the internet, and it was a thing of sort of a. a uh, advertising laundry detergent. Yeah, and this woman puts a black guy into a. Oh my goodness! I saw that one into the washing machine, <laughs> and he comes out as like a white Asian, and then they kiss, and it's really weird. And yeah, I don't know why. Just, just on the on, on this general topic of black guys in China, my friend Maddie was in China for a year, mm. and she said that when they went to nightclubs, the their black friend just wasn't allowed in. 
that is horrendously racist. Yeah, just the bouncers are like, oh, not, not you, mate. That, that is, is really insane. Is <laughs> that is insane that countries like that still exist. Especially China. It's such yeah, you, a such a large nation. It's not very liberal, though, is it? No, like, it's not the most China, liberal of places. Liberal but China. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you definitely don't think democracy. China. <laughs> That's a thingy album, isn't it? Chinese democracy. It was like an album, but it was an album or a song by. A really I don't know. Famous, it was like oh, ACDC or something weird, but no. But yeah, it's just a very strange sort of thing to. <laughs> you kind of just think Donald Trump now when you think of China. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking about Donald Trump the other day, actually, because I really hate... How can how... you not think about him? He's I... everywhere. One thing I just want to touch on before we finish, and just just to sort of get this thought out there that I've been having recently, is I hate how films have to... Every film that comes out oh, has to Oh, they've always got a, a reference. A... There was one in the film which yeah, Assassination Nation, there was a veiled reference to it. Black Klansman, the end of it, the whole the Black... whole thing. It's very relevant, but, but like, I just don't understand. shoves it right in your every face. Every film... It's just so overt and just unnecessary. No, but it's it's like it's like he wasn't voted in or something. People talk about him like he's a dictator. It was Americans that literally voted him in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel. I don't, I don't mind. Like, obviously, if you, you're a filmmaker, it's your choice to put whatever yeah. you want in it. But I just feel like it's somewhat it's been done to death. Surely. Yeah, they just really they love pushing a message nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah. I think I'd definitely do that. That's my take from the week. If I if I were to make a film, I'd definitely push my political views. Yeah, so um, in have, a, in and around. You have every right to, don't you? I don't think yeah. I don't want to take that it's away. It's your film. <laughs> I, don't, I say I think personally I dislike it, but I don't want to take anyone's right away to do that. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying that I personally yeah. not a fan. Right, thing for the week to remember, guys: watch Suspiria and make sure you're you're a bit feeling a bit weird for it. It's going to make you feel even weirder. And I'll be here next week wrapped in a tinfoil blanket because I've seen Suspiria and it will yeah, have it ruined, will ruined your life, man. See uh, you in a bit, guys. Uh, find the podcast on uh, iTunes and Spotify and anywhere else you get podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Final Cut MCR or find us on Facebook. See you next week. Mm-hmm.